to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tidal Education. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here, literally here, for the first time in many, many moons. Here, yeah. Here's a, a high five. That's a <laughs> okay. real-time high five with Howard Tidal. How are you, Howard? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm so much better that we are here together in Seattle in the lobby of a hotel where you're your speaking and your work have brought you to my part of the world. This is a great part of the world, and I forgot to bring a raincoat. Oh, <laughs> no, that's an amateur, amateur mistake. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm surprised you made it here from Boston. Uh, Why? Because I, you know, I know that everything sort of west of the Mississippi is a little foggy to you. Welcome. Oh, oh yeah, don't get is started with that. That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want to tell that story. <laughs> we are, are going to be talking about some of the work that you're doing right now and the, the way you are engaging, in particular, around leadership and change. Uh, before we dig into this conversation, make sure you head over to TybalInc.com to learn more about our work in education. You can, of course, subscribe to this show for free. Uh, just click on the blue button, and we will let you know each time a new episode is released. And you know what? We don't say this very often, but uh, Apple Podcasts is a great way to find this show. And what mm. we notice is when people uh, go and add reviews of the show, kind five-star reviews, when they find something that they connect, connect with, it helps others to learn about the show. The show is surfaced in search results more. So, you know, it, consider it your way of paying it forward. Nice. Uh, leave, us, uh, leave us a kind review and it will help other people to discover the kinds of things we're talking about. And, and with that, all right, Howard, why have we gathered here today? The first thing I want to mention that, I, that I'm talking more about in my work is this idea of uh, mood. Hmm. And, you know, I bring this up and people look mystified. I imagine I, they do, yes. Yeah. It's like, so I have read and continue to read a book called Learning to Learn and the Navigation of Mood, the meta skill for the acquisition of skills. Mm -hmm. The basic premise behind this, and the book's written by Gloria Flores, is that moods are in the background. You know, we talk about a mood of our campus. We talk about a mood of our country. We talk about falling into a mood, which is very right. different from talking about uh, being pissed off about something. Sure. Right? Or how, how I feel when I get up in the morning and haven't had coffee, right? That's sort of dismissive of what the impact of mood is. Well, the getting up and the mood of waking up in the morning, you wake up into a mood. Right, right. Right? And, and the distinction that, that she makes is that emotions and moods are different things. And, and the reason I'm discovering there's value in this is that I think we, we don't give enough value to this idea that moods are in the background and that if we can become sensitive to our moods, maybe we can cultivate a different mood. So for example, we find ourselves in a mood of patience. I have a different capacity to be engaged with people, even at home, right? So if, if I'm in a mood of patience and I'm talking with my wife or kids, I can listen from a different place. So if I'm in a mood of frustration, mm -hmm. if I'm in a mood of being overwhelmed by something, I have a different capacity to engage. I was in a talk yesterday and I mentioned this to somebody. This is what she said to me. If I read the book, will I well, this give me everything I need. And I said, it's practice. Mm -hmm. It's developing some new habits. And, and one of the habits is recognizing mood. I'm just gonna read something to you, Pete, and I'd love your reaction to this. This is, this is from the book. She writes, moods are attunements, and attunements meaning we're tuned into a situation we find ourselves in at any given moment, which predispose us to certain actions. And if we can become sensitive to our moods, 
we may be able to open up the curtains and discover how we see things and discover whether our automatic predispositions help us achieve our learning objectives or block us. So the, the, the anecdote, Pete, that she shares in the book is that her son came home and at one point he loved math and ended up getting a bad grade and said, I'm stupid at this. And she says at the ripe old age of 10, he declared that he was not interested in studying anything that required mathematics because he was bad at it. He was willing to shut the door on countless possibilities because of a sudden perception of himself as stupid in math. And she recognized that this story is the kind of thing that plays out for all of us, mm -hmm. where we make these assessments or opinions about ourselves. And in exploring that and seeing the mood that's behind it, she recognized if we can become uh, sensitive to those opinions that we make based on something that happens, then maybe we can cultivate a different way of opening possibilities. So I'll give you something that's relevant. If it is the case that moods are in the background, I was asking this yesterday at the group, you know, so moods are your campus, and, she, and a woman raised her hand, she said, one of the things I know and I see as an unproductive mood that shows up around people is resignation. This whole concept that they're, they are uh, resigned to whatever, like they, they've just lost their passion nothing, for what they do. Nothing can change. Yeah. Nothing's gonna change here. We, we talk about uh, becoming more efficient in our department, student, you know, pick a department, student affairs, finance, facilities, academic, but there's a mood around us that really nothing can change and we're just gonna keep working. And she said, you know, maybe if I start paying attention to my mood and the mood of others, I can help open up a different conversation, not just for me and for other people. I can't help but, but think about this question. When we, when we go by extension from the, her example with her son to an example with a team, and, and mm. I, I feel like I've, I've lived this impact, but it's only coming into focus on this conversation right now. Uh, let's say you have a team that is otherwise engaged and otherwise uh, excited about the work that they're doing, and then um, a, uh, an article comes out in the uh, in a major market news publication that like is like the chronicle of higher ed like the chronicle of higher ed or the times or whatever it is that is somehow pointing out something negative, something about, your negative culture, about your culture your, your institution school. whatever right. that has the impact of uh, can have the impact of dramatically changing mood yeah so imagine pete uh, two columns, a uh, column of productive moods and unproductive moods, and mm -hmm. this idea that you're doing well, your team's doing great, something comes out in the Chronicle Higher Ed, what does that do? What kind of impact of that does it have? You could fall into a mood of lack of trust. You can fall into a sense of, I no longer have confidence. And that can pervade a culture. And the premise behind this is, with work, with, with paying attention, we can recognize the moods we fall into, and we can choose to cultivate a different mood. Now what's even more important, back to what you just said, is if I'm leading a team, I have a responsibility to not just cultivate this in myself, but as they talk about in their work, this is Gloria's work, orchestrating mood. 
See, that's the thing that I think is most fascinating here because I don't think we generally have a, a, a grand awareness of how our individual moods uh, and our individual state of mind impacts the mood of the team or the institution. We're not even aware of our own moods. Right. We, we might be aware when we get triggered by something, but my experience is most people, including myself, can fall into a mood and just sort of treat it like that's the way it is. Sure. Until something else triggers us out of that mood. Mm -hmm. As opposed to saying maybe we have the capacity, and I'd say responsibility, to be able to say, all right, I, I'm in this place right now. I'm in resignation. I'm in a mood of lack of confidence. Is this gonna be productive for me to be able to get the things I wanna get done? And I would say most people recognize that the answer is no to that. Now there's some moods that we would call negative, like impatience, mm -hmm. but sometimes if they apply to something positive like ambition, so it's not like these are bad or good. These are right. just, this is just what happens to us as human beings. Right. And as I'm exploring this on a regular basis and talking about this and being able to articulate with small teams that I'm working with, the, I'm beginning to recognize the capacity to say I have choice whether I'm gonna stay there. And this is an underpinning for how we approach a situation. In your work as you're speaking, this group, the group you spoke to yesterday, for example, when, when you are able to experience how this idea is received, I mean, I, I feel like this has the potential for some to be a, a real aha moment, right? That, yeah. that thing where you, you yes. say, I, I am experiencing a shift in my worldview. I've got to figure out how to accommodate that day to day. What does that look like? Have you, have you been talking about this enough to start to see impact in the groups that you're talking to and working with, well, or is it pretty new? I'll, I'll tell you, as you unpack this, mm -hmm. it's de it demands a certain kind of slowing down. Because if you think about how we normally operate, not only are we going externally from one fire to the other, but we are not giving ourselves time to reflect on how the way we show up in a situation has a direct impact on not just how we see what's possible. This is all about can we recognize mood to either open up, that's opening possibilities or closing down possibilities. And in my work I'm recognizing when I'm in a mood of ambition or being positive or a mood of joy, I have a different view of what's possible mm -hmm. than when I'm in a mood of frustration or often a mood of overwhelm in terms of what's possible. So if what you're interested in, and I think many of us are, probably most of us are, opening possibilities. One place I'm discovering to start is to begin to unpack this conversation about mood. That's what makes this so unique, and we will post the link to this book, and the plan too is to have her on the show. I, I, I think this is a really great point, and I would, uh, just in terms of your reaction to this comment, do you think leaders are uh, hesitant or uh, maybe, dare I say, afraid to talk at this level of sort of intimacy about our emotional response to situations? I was wondering that too, and I've been having those conversations, and I'm discovering that they want to have these. This is an entry point into a conversation that we don't know how to have normally in the workplace. And it's a process. It is something that, that uh, it demands a certain kind of commitment. Not everybody wants to do this. So that's, right, right. 
but I'm, I'm discovering a great receptivity to the idea. That's fascinating. I can't wait to see how this uh, unfolds over the next year. Well, as we're going to read this to together and talk it. about this. I've already got it. I've got it on my Kindle. I'm ready to go. Cool. So, uh, especially to have uh, Gloria Flores on the show. So we, uh, swipe over in the show notes, everybody, and you'll see the link to the uh, Amazon entry for Gloria Flores' book, Learning to Learn and the Navigation of Moods. Look for her on this show very soon. Thank you, Howard. Great to see you. Great to see you, man. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We sure appreciate your time and your attention. And we will see you next time right here on Navigating Change, the podcast from Tidal Education. Mm-hmm.